It's the 401. Welcome back for episode 48, where we will be doing a quick recap of Super Wild Card Weekend, partly because it's already the middle of the week and you've probably heard enough recaps. Also, because we just want to get to the divisional round preview, which is setting up for an insanely exciting weekend. Please go follow us on Twitter at 401pod, where we update on new episode releases, and I will put out some of my favorite parlay bets on there uh, for everyone, and do with that what you will. Also, go leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and help us get the 401 out there to the good people. All right, I'm your host, Tanner Ward, and with me, as always, Mr. Nick Dushkit. Hey, back on Twitter, too. I promise hey. you guys I would be. I probably haven't sent out an actual tweet in over a year, but, you know, I might throw one out tonight. So follow yeah. me on Twitter. I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> uh, it's the, our Twitter links or our Twitter bios are, what am I even trying to say? Our Twitter handles are in the 401 bio. So at 401 pod, you'll see the link to my page and the Nick's page, our, our Twitter handles. Um, I believe you're at in does chat four seven in four seven. I believe you. <laughs> I think I, I've said it enough when we were doing this twice a week that I think I remember that. By the way, we didn't even talk about last episode was our forty seventh episode. Hey, favorite number, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think we just need to retell that story of uh, us going to that PRSSA, and I'm like, hey, what's your Twitter handle? And I look at you, I'm like. Tanner, my Twitter handle is Balls of Fury. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably change it. Go into the what? The PSSA? PRSSA. What, is, the, like, what the, was that? You don't remember? It was like the uh, the like the PR like club or something. Like it's it was a communication club. Did I? And go Marty. To that? Yeah, I don't know why. You probably probably because we carpooled the whole time. Oh, and we yeah. just had to stay for a little bit. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I had to change. That's when officially I changed my Twitter name, and that's probably why I can't remember it because yeah. majority of my Twitter life has been Balls of Fury, probably 47. I don't really remember, yeah. actually. but Better better Twitter <laughs> handle than it was a movie. But oh, come on, man. Back. Come on. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Uh, but I probably won't watch it again. Yeah, I mean, uh, I watched it not that long ago, maybe like three months ago, and then I have a ping pong paddle that has that on it that I could not find when I beat your ass in ping pong. But yeah, you could not find it, and still, uh, you have a you have you. a hell of a serve, man, hell of a serve. Melissa bought ping pong paddles too, but I'll get my revenge like one them. day. I don't I'm like. I'm gonna them. have I'm gonna have like a Rocky training montage moment, getting ready for our rematch on the pong tables Dude, it's all about the serve man once yeah. you control the table you hit stupid. corners and you don't have a backhand right you also do the stupid thing where you serve five in a row before you switch serves that's that's how you do it man no it like if you're two. playing to 21 that is how it's done uh so let's recap super wild card weekend i think i heard a lot of people complaining because there wasn't a lot of you know really tight games we had three blowouts and then two that were pretty much one team dominated almost the entire game and then the other team had a shot late to tie it and they failed to do so um but i still yeah. i still enjoyed the weekend i thought it was good the two seven games weren't very good um with tampa destroying uh the eagles and then yeah. what was the other two seven it was uh bills and oh okay yeah that was yeah. a terrible game too yeah 
Um, I mean, but if you get the Saints in, you know, the Saints would have got in. They would have been the seventh seed. They would have went to Tampa. That would have been a lot years. more interesting, yeah. Yeah, would have had that back-to-back years. Not saying, like, I hate the sweep seven. season. Yeah. I'm just saying these two sevens suck. Right, right. Yeah, these two sevens weren't great. <clears throat> um, you know, I heard a lot of people talking about, you know, we lost Herbert to get Big Ben in, and we could have had Herbert at Kansas City. I don't, I don't know how the Chargers would have been the seventh seed. That part I don't understand. I said that last podcast, and I, I, I kind of get where you're, where it they wouldn't be the seventh seed because it, you know they beat different teams, matchups yeah. against other teams. You know the seeding would have been it could have been completely different. They, I don't they know to, if they would have beat the Raiders, they would have went to Cincinnati. We would have got Burrow yeah, Herbert. Been a really good game, right? Yeah. So I yeah I don't or no would they have been the five at that point. Because the Raiders end up being the five, so they would have been the five and gone to Cincinnati. I don't think the Chargers could have been the seven. It was either the five or six, or they would be out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't really know how that would have happened. But yeah, so let's just kind of kick it off. Raiders Bengals was the first game. Again, we're going to go pretty quick through these. Um, that was yeah, not the most exciting game because the Bengals controlled it for most of the game, and then the Raiders kind of came back late. It just felt like the Raider or the yeah, it felt like the Raiders weren't in it at all until like at the very end of the game, you're like, holy shit, like they're actually only down a touchdown now. Uh, they actually yeah. have a chance to tie it up. I think that just uh, speaks to Cincinnati kind of playing some good defense, throwing off, you know, the Raiders uh, offense, which wasn't that good anyways. Um, you know, good performance from the Cincinnati Bengals, but I think that was a lot of kind of like rookie jitters. I think they can play a lot better this week. Yeah, and, you know, f- first off, I think, Rich Versace should get the full-time gig in Vegas for what he's done with that team this year, just to get in the playoffs with all the stuff going on. Um, so Versace, it kind of sucks because he still has his job and they're requesting interviews for a head coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of slap in the face, but he definitely should get the head coaching job at least for another year, if not two, I think. The Raiders haven't won a playoff game since 2002. So, I mean, I don't know what they need to do to kind of get over that hump. Mm-hmm probably evaluate draft town a little bit better because <laughs> they again yeah. the fact that they haven't i mean they haven't really had a draft pick do well in three years uh or the entire gruden administration it was either they reached way too high for somebody or you know they i feel like they kind of lucked lucked into max crosby but most of their draft draft picks weren't great and you know they're getting okay from Carr, but you know Carr's not and he, he's kind of in that mid-tier right like He's just a – Yeah, better than the old quarterbacks, but not as good as the athletic ones. Right. He's just kind of in that middling tier. I mean, he's probably not as good as – I would say Kirk Cousins is better than him. I'd take Carr over Baker right now. Um, but he's kind of in that tier of guys, though. So, Which is not a good tier to be in right now, for sure. Yeah. And the AFC is going to be extremely tough to make a run to even get out of the wild card round because if you think about what they have there – you have Mahomes, Josh Allen, who are facing off this weekend. We'll get to that. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson. You have those five for the foreseeable future in the AFC. That's going to be yeah. it's going to be tough to make a run in the playoffs in the AFC. Yeah, so I don't know if the Raiders will be able to get over this hump if you know just making the playoffs is going to be it for them. Uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Draft picks are actually <laughs> way better, and you know who, who really knows how they're going to respond next year with a whole new coach, everything coming in. So. Yeah. Good job for Cincy, though. First one. Yeah. 31 I think one years, of the, right? 
31 years, yeah. The craziest yeah. play of the day, Joe Burrow running out of bounds, just kind of looks like he's throwing it away, finds a guy in the end zone, the ref blows the whistle Yeah, where the ball gets <laughs> there. Uh, I'm glad the refs did not overturn that, right? Because, like, they blew the whistle inadvertently with the ball almost in the receiver's hands. Like, it would have been Good way worse. Than but, yeah. That was just so weird, yeah. And they're not going to be rough and – you know, it yeah, that's it's tough, I don't know, being a ref and everything, but they're not gonna be rough in any more playoff games and yeah. So you know how that was, that was one of the weirdest things though I've ever seen. Yeah. You know how they have the second crew on the sidelines? I don't know if you noticed or saw that, but they have a crew on the field, but then they have another crew that work the sidelines that are ready to go if you know a ref gets injured or something. But they mm-hmm. also help with the sideline more, right? They're there to talk the, to the coaches whenever. I think if an official blows a call, right, they should have to switch with the official on the sideline. And for the rest of the quarter, game, half, whatever, they have to stand next to the coach who they just screwed over on the call. And so they just have to get their ass chewed out the rest of the time. And no, you, know, maybe, no. <laughs> maybe if you have to be on the field to get better pay. But I think, I think we should be punishing the officials on the field uh, when they, uh, I mean, it's just the officials are just been a problem all year. But oh yeah, the fact that it is continuing in the playoffs, the NFL is not doing anything about it. They should, they should, uh, they should put something in place for them. Make them stand hey. on the sideline next to the coach. Um, you know, if they if they don't overturn that call, or if they do overturn that call, the ref that blew the whistle has to stand next to Zach Taylor for the rest of that game. I was thinking like old school, like get thrown like cabbage and like carrots at. Like, <laughs> well, I, yeah, Dallas. If they had some cabbage, probably would have thrown it instead of just water bottles and beer cans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else from this game? No, I'm excited to see what the Bengals do in Tennessee. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we had Patriots at Bills Saturday night. Absolute ass kicking. The Bills just curb stomped the Patriots, 47 to 17. Uh, I don't remember what the over-under was on this game, but the Bills probably 49. <laughs> I don't know if I – I don't have – I don't see it here. I could look back on the last show notes. But, yeah, the uh, the Patriot, the Bills almost cover the over by themselves. I felt so smart taking the under in this game because I thought it was going to be really cold and that might get a little more running, running game. Um, yeah, felt pretty smart there. Can't wait to get my picks later today. Um, but, yeah, anything to talk about in this one? I didn't even watch it. So, Fair enough. Fair Sorry. enough. I mean, Josh Allen looked like a superhuman out there. Yeah. Bills, I mean, they're firing on all cylinders. They look pretty damn good right now, right? It just – I saw this several times on Twitter, um, but it was like, you know, the Bills are taking out 20 years of frustration out on, on the Patriots tonight. And that's kind of like what it felt like for the city of Buffalo. So I'm happy for him. Uh, Mike mm-hmm. Hyde making that ridiculous play. He's definitely the great white Buffalo of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you know, the one that got away. So, yeah, cool play by him. I, yeah, I don't really have a ton for this game. It was just no. such an ass whooping. Yeah. And, yeah, you don't have anything to say because you didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're done with that one. Let's go to the Sunday game. Bucks eagles did you watch this one? I had to, unfortunately, for a little bit. So, um, <laughs> yeah, my I mom, mean, my mom texted me to let me know that that pirate team was winning. She couldn't think what the Buccaneers were called. Yeah, so they win thirty-one fifteen. It wasn't even that close of a game. No. Uh, what sucked about this one was I, I took the over because I'm standing there at the casino, 
the over was 46 for most places, so technically it was a push. But um, here it was 47. And I literally was, like, standing on my phone, like, looking at all these pages, trying to figure out what the weather was going to do. And I decided, screw it, I'm taking the over. And the over was 47, they scored 46. And that freaking sucked. So, a nice little bad beat there. You are just terrible at gambling, man. I feel sorry for you. Oh, uh, no. I actually, I had a good weekend. Let me, uh, I'm just, I'm giving all you my, my bad all right. out of the way. All right, all right. We'll, we'll get them out of the way. Get to, yeah. get to my good stuff at the end of this. Yeah, shock we didn't see uh, Minshew um, for a little bit at the end. But, I mean, you know, all, all signs point to the Eagles staying with Hurts at least for the next year. Yeah. Um, believing in him. Every time I mean, he threw the ball, it looked it looked terrible, though. It just was Yeah, if you're awful. the Eagles, you made the playoffs this year. You have three first-round picks. You got to be pretty happy with what you got, rookie head coach. You got to be pretty happy with the season. But, yeah, Jalen Hurts looked really bad. Do you really yeah. think you're able to, ever going to be able to actually, you know, make a run with him in the playoffs? I mean, obviously, you can continue to try and build around him, but I'm not too sure you're not keeping Gardner Minshew around for – another year and maybe have an open competition in training camp. Yeah. But, I mean, the matchup too, like obviously it's run defense running it all signs pointed for the Eagles just to not play well. And that's exactly what they did. So I'm not, not shocked by any means necessary, but shocked a little bit about how just bad and pathetic that uh, hurts look. Yeah. And you know, when people talk about go get a quarterback, some help, you know, invest draft capital and wide receivers. Well, I mean, Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson went back to back in the draft. So you can have one way or the other. You might, you might get the next Justin Jefferson or, you, you know, you might end up with the next Jalen Rager, you know, Mike Williams, I mean, Mike Williams took five years to break out. Yeah. Corey Davis took a while to break out. Those guys, you know, they went in the same range that Jamar chase went. So yeah, it's not always, yeah. it's not always great to invest early in uh, in a wide receiver because they're pretty hit and miss when it comes down to the draft. Dude, who, who were like the Eagles wide receivers during their Super Bowl? Was it Alshon? Was he even there? Alshon I mean, was remember. there. Alshon that was there. Ertz, obviously, Ertz was there. He, would... he was basically their wide receiver too. Yeah, that's it. I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> that, I don't really they had. They remember. Had those, they had those two receivers. That was it. <laughs> Fair enough. And then they handed off to LeGarrette Blunt. He was awesome for fantasy because he yeah. would literally just get those, you know, five yard touchdowns, pretty much red zone touchdowns. So yeah, I'm I'm like really blanking on who else they had at wide receiver then. <laughs> I don't yeah. Yeah, Bruce Arians, we were talking about it before the show started. He got fined fifty K for hitting his player over the head. With the helmet on. Yeah, well he had his helmet <laughs> on, but it's a good thing nah. high school. It's a good thing high school coaches don't get uh, fined for smacking their players over the helmet. I mean, there's been some like crazy NHL stories, you know, even NFL. All these coaches are like kicking players and abusive, and well, I mean, that's how no about, go anymore? How about they made Tristan Wirfs come back in the game? Like you're, you have this, you have arguably the best right tackle in the game, and he gets hurt. And they bring him back in immediately later. He's visibly limping, gets rolled up again, goes down again. Um, yeah. yeah, whenever you're making Antonio Brown look a little bit more credible with his, you know, his when he was saying that shit that they were making him play injured, and then you have a player who's visibly injured on the field, and you have him go back in the game. 
if you can make Antonio Brown look a little bit more credible. <laughs> it's difficult, but yeah, yeah they did. It, it is difficult. Um, but that's, yeah. So I don't really have anything else in this one. Mike Evans was awesome. Uh, nine for 117 and a touchdown. How about Keyshawn Vaughn, though? Uh, 53 yards a touchdown on 17 carries. I mean, three points oh, no, yeah, per carry, back, yeah. but. I mean, he's just – they got they're getting production out of Keyshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard with Fournette and Jones out. And, uh, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn, who just has basically been written off since he got drafted by the Bucks, and uh, he's not playing terrible right now. Pretty easy to do against the Eagles, sorry. <laughs> I mean, Eagles have – well, I don't know what, how they finished, but they had a good run defense at one point. I don't know how it finished, though. I mean, that game, just in general, was, yeah, yeah like I said, it's pretty shitty. Hey, so. Well, we talked about it on the last show. You know, I brought up how the Eagles beat up on all these bad teams because that's who, who was on their schedule this year. They took advantage of it, and then they, they got beat pretty bad against good teams, and that happened to them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, 49ers yeah. at Cowboys, um, second straight year that the <clears throat> wild card game that Nickelodeon host has an F-bomb dropped on it on a hot mic, so that's pretty cool. Good to know. Good yeah. to know. Dak won the MVP. Good to know. Good yeah. to know. <laughs> I mean, but so I mean, that there's... was kind of like pushed on by, uh, you know, part of my take, right? Yeah. They usually try to influence the, uh, <laughs> the losing quarterback into winning the end. Dude, just, <laughs> that's just so brutal. Like you lose but, uh, a, a, a heartbreaker like that, and then they hand you a Nickelodeon trophy. I don't know if they actually hand it to you after the game, but that is rough for sure. But I mean, just the ending of this game was rough. Niners dominate. Pretty much the whole game. Cowboys had a terrible game plan. Classic Mike McCarthy blaming the officials after the game. You had 14 penalties. Anyone who watched the game can clearly see those were real penalties. Those weren't, you know, ghost calls or anything like that. You get a defensive holding on Demarcus Lawrence because he literally bear hugged that offensive lineman and, you know, gator rolled him down to the ground. Like that is the definition of defensive holding. Don't get pissed when they flag it and the 49ers get a crucial first down. Like you earned those penalties. You've had all season to fix. (laughs) You were the most penalized team in football this year. You had all season to get that fixed. Mike McCarthy never fixed it. Keeps handing the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott on first down. Zeke clearly has no juice. He outtouched Pollard 12 to four in the run game. Zeke had 12 to 21 of their rush attempts. And he only had like 40-something yards, I think it was. See if I can get the stat here. Oh, and sorry. I gave him too much credit. 12 carries for 31 yards. Oh, man. But I think I, I think I, it was like he had 50, I don't know, 53, 55% of the team rush attempts. But he only had about 40% of the team rushing yards. But they kept giving him the ball, not giving the ball to Tony Pollard. And then CeeDee Lamb has one catch. It comes at the very end of the game on five targets. He got – uh, Cedric Wilson got twice as many targets. You had a terrible game plan, and you put yourself in a position to let the officials, you know, yeah, screw up the, end of the game, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You you get you put yourself in that position to let the officials do that. And the way the officials have been this entire year, you should never let yourself get in a position where you can let the the officials dictate anything. Yeah, plus the sun's in all their eyes too. So yeah. Also, that's your home stadium. Get some should, goddamn blackout curtains in that <laughs> in that place. <laughs> you should you should know where players get affected by the sun at those times because you've played in the stadium for years now. That is your home stadium. It's like every playoff game that they have there like is affected many, by the sun. How yeah. many times does Dallas get the afternoon game, the America's game of the week, 
right during the season you yeah. play that time slot enough you should know hey at this time third quarter you can't have a player run between the 40 and 50 when you're heading down this side of the field because they're not gonna be able yeah. to see the ball yeah so i mean <laughs> i'm just so glad i don't have to deal with mike mccarthy's shit anymore and it's so fun watching him in dallas now i hope he stays it looks like he is going to but he's I hope the perfect he like punching bag for dallas fans too so <laughs> it's just a match made in heaven yeah I liked this tweet. Uh, the XFL, <laughs> always got to bring them up. They have a designated ball spotting official. Like their only job the entire game is spot the football. They don't have any other duties. Um, that might have been pretty helpful there at the very end of the game. Um, what also might have might, yeah. uh, been helpful if, for one, you don't call that play. <laughs> but for two, if you slide at the 30 instead of the 25. If Dak slides five yards sooner, he, he had the opportunity to. They would have got that ball spotted spike. I don't know, man. Up. It uh, they it took him like five seconds after all the zeros hit the clock to finally get a snap on. No, he so. got it snapped like right at zero. Mm. Like he almost got the snap off. Agreed. So if, if he slides five yards sooner, he has probably just enough time to get that snap off. Plus, the ref yeah. only has to the ref yelling. The ref like five moves the less. ball at the end. Like, well, they over spotted it. The the center had the ball a full yard past yeah, where but the line judge honestly, was. Honestly, at that point in time, like that half, not even a half yard, isn't really going to affect the game whatsoever. It was about a yard and a half, and you saw the ref moved it, tried to move it back to where it was supposed to be spotted, and then he goes, "Ah, f it, we just need to get this." Spike. It's because it's a quarterback slide. They don't ever give right. them the benefit of the doubt but, on uh, when they're touched and when they give themselves up. But yeah, the official was trying to do the right thing by spotting it correctly. Yeah, I and mean, then, the line wouldn't let him through. And then he just through. said, screw it. Yeah, he moved, yeah everything. Yeah. It wasn't his fault whatsoever. He booked it. I mean, he was booking it down the field trying to get there <laughs> as quick as possible. Like, I don't doesn't have him. Doesn't have great breaks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What is, what is up with, like, Ezekiel Elliott, though? What do you think? Because even, like, he used to be, you know, lethal in the screen game. There yeah. were more people, like, knowing He's a running their back. game plan. This is what happens with running backs. No, not every running back, though. Like Running backs, I mean, outside of, I mean, the very occasional, your Derrick Henrys and those running backs. I mean, Adrian outside Peterson them, had a 10-year career. A different, yeah, he's a different breed. But nine out of ten running backs start showing decline after their age 26 season. The rest of them start showing decline after age 28. So, I mean, that's just normal for a running back to start showing wear, tear, and, you know, slowing down a little bit, not as much juice as they – past 26 and 28 Zeke's past 26 now he's gonna be that's just what happens with running backs like this is why you don't. yeah I don't think I've seen this much of a decline though I mean with the fumbles last year and everything and yeah you know, him losing of, weight all that stuff a lot of running I mean, backs don't get paid like Zeke though like a lot of running backs oh yeah fall, sure they have three or four years and then they're just done mm -hmm. let's see he's what 20, yeah he's 26 right now so this is when you start seeing running, but uh, the typical running back decline. This is why you don't give him a huge contract. They gave him a, a huge extension when he still had two years left on his rookie deal. Like that's just classic Cowboys being dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I did. Troy Aikman went off on the Cowboys. I don't know if you saw that. You can always count on Troy Aikman to come in and be like, I did way better than this. Like to always <laughs> let you know that he was better than that. Um, but he basically was just talking about how teams never look at matchups anymore. They only do schemes, and schemes kind of cost it. Um, he was like, you know, the, the Niners were single covering 
Lamb all game, but he never got schemed up in the offense. Aikman says he would have had Lamb 10 catches before halftime. It's like, I, I don't know if Aikman ever threw 10 passes before halftime, right? He always <laughs> talks about how, how much yeah. better he would have done in a certain situation, but like Aikman got to just hand off to Emmett Smith a lot. That's true. Um, CeeDee Lamb's kind of been a weird story all year. I think he, he started off hot, great yeah, stuff coming out of him, and then, yeah, just it went downhill fast. I don't know if it was injury. You got to um, think he might have might have been a little injured because, yeah, he – But I think, yeah, the, the Dallas's offense became super conservative too. Yeah. Um, and and that McCarthy's been always been of, that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah that could have been because of injuries. Um, McCarthy likes to play not to lose. When he has a lead, he plays yeah. not to lose, not to win. He doesn't like taking chances. He tries to force the establishment of the run game when it, it just, I'm just yeah. again, so glad I don't have to watch it on the Packers sideline anymore. Mm-hmm. Did you see the Cowboy fans as Trent Williams walked off the uh, Niners left tackle? Mm-mm. There's a great picture of him on there. Andrew Brandt tweeted it out of all these Cowboy fans flipping him the bird. And Trent Williams just pointing back at him, just laughing. So go find that one on Twitter. That was a good one. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we can just re- retweet it too on 401. If I, yeah, I'll have to find it again. I did think this was interesting on the Bucks. <laughs> I forgot to uh, mention this. The last uh, the Bucks with Tom Brady in the playoffs, they've scored 31 in every playoff game. Other than one, they scored 30. So they've scored nice. 30 or 31 in every single Consistent. playoff game. Yeah. That is – That's game plan. That is what you call <laughs> consistency right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they have like a – you know, you go into the meeting, you're like, this is how much we need to score. This is how much, you know, we can't allow. Yeah. Um, and their game plan, I'm probably, I mean, I would say 30 is probably their number. Like, if we ever score 30, we're good to go. Yeah. Um, we're kind of making fun of it on Twitter. Um, I saw another tweet, or it was ESPN, I think, put out, you know, Team X is undefeated when their starting running back gets this amount of carries. Because somehow in the year of our Lord, 2022, people still don't understand causation and, and correlation. And, you know, yeah, teams like – Teams have better records when their running backs get a lot of carries because they're usually grinding the clock out at the end of the game with a lead, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of making fun of that on Twitter of just, I don't know why the Cowboys aren't getting Zeke 20 carries. They're undefeated when he has 20 carries, right? That's not really how it works when you're down 23 to 7. Um, but I, I, yeah. yeah or even just running, not even that. Zeke. Not, you know, Zeke doesn't, have, Zeke doesn't have to have those carries, like you said, with uh, what's his face? I don't remember his name right now. Backup running back for Tony, Cowboys. Tony Pollard. Yep. He, I mean, he did amazing when Zeke was out for a couple games in the beginning of the year. Not even out. He just wasn't I mean, producing. He, he was clearly the more efficient back, more explosive back when they were splitting carries this year. Yeah. So, uh, anything right. else with that one? Nope. All right. That was a fun game, but again, over did not hit. Uh, now we go to the Sunday <laughs> night game where the Chiefs double up Pittsburgh 42-21 at Arrowhead. Uh, for a quarter there. It was looking pretty tight, right? T.J. Watt gets the scoop and score. Steelers go up 7 nothing. The Chiefs had to punt a couple times in the first quarter. And then the onslaught happened. So much so that the Chiefs mm-hmm. uh, arrowhead ran out of fireworks. And the Chiefs yeah. ran 42-20. I don't know how you're not stacked for a 50-burger every week if you have Mahomes as your quarterback. They're just probably ready for a long playoff run. So they're just like, <laughs> they're look, just guys, they're some. not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> they're not cheap we can hold off um yeah. guys we yeah. only have 70 points worth of 
of fireworks, and we're well, going to have at least two home Buffalo. playoff games. They're in oh. at Buffalo this week, right? No, they're in Kansas no. City. Are they really? Okay. Yeah, Chiefs are the two seed. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It does make All sense. Right. Uh, um, yeah, what else do you want to talk about? Um, well, I mean, the, the Chiefs just, you know, you can always bet on them scoring touchdowns in weird ways. Uh, Travis Kelsey gets a passing touchdown. That was kind of cool, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> With his mom in the stands. I'm, I'm playing. Is this... it weird now? They what? do it the same. If they're at like the two yard line, all, you know, it's going to be a shovel pass or it's going to be well, some weird play. I think it, it's kind that's of. That's what it is. I think Andy Reid's been waiting for, to call this all year because he's used, obviously, he uses this formation, but it's usually some kind of wildcat play where it's a handoff either you know trying to get confusion or it's just straight up Kelsey or whoever's in the backfield just running straight wildcat with it and they've been running that all year (laughs) that package of Mm. various people taking that snap but I've seen Kelsey take that snap a couple times now and now he finally throws it so you gotta think Andy Reid maybe has been setting that up for an entire year Um, that actually cost me yeah that actually (laughs) cost me a fantasy point Uh, we're doing this thing at uh, work you know lay out a, a fantasy lineup but you only can use one player per team I used Kelsey for the Chiefs because I figured everyone was using Mahomes. I just wanted a little, uh, a little difference there, and that actually cost me a point. Him throwing the touchdown versus catching one. What do you do, Basil? What does it all mean? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, blowout though. We don't have to talk much more about this. Uh, I, we want to. I want to talk about obviously more Chiefs Buffaloes later. But what do you? You got anything else for Big Ben? I <laughs> uh, just. It? I see this tweet about Mike McCarthy. They asked him about job security, and he's like, it's part of the job, but I don't, I don't put a lot into it uh, because I know what I put into this. I know how to win. I know how to win playoff games. I know how to win a championship. Yeah. They won a championship despite you, Mike. <laughs> Arrogant little prick. Um, yeah. See you, Big Ben. Um, it was fun watching your retirement party in, at Kansas City. Chiefs were nice enough to host it. Um, yeah, I think the, I think Steelers fans are ready for the next chapter. I think they've, they've squeezed every little bit of juice out of that lemon orange. I don't know. Do they go veteran or do they go young? Tomlin, Tomlin's talking about going vet. I do think they go vet, um, for at least, at least a gap year. You know, they get a bridge quarterback in like a Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr, um, Jameis Winston, uh, who else is possible? Fitz, Fitz Magic, yeah, in Pittsburgh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, but now I, I kind of see him drafting a quarterback and then just a bridge. And the bridge year might already be there. It might be Mason Rudolph. Uh, but I do think they go with someone who's been in the league for a couple of years for at least a season. So yeah, I'm, I'm expecting one year. It's kind of a shame though because defenses don't last in the NFL. Like, you can build a great defense, but they do not last more than four or five years at tops. We've seen it with the Legion of Boom, the Broncos under Peyton Manning. They kind of lost it, then they rebuilt it, but they still haven't had an offense um, to go with the new good defense that they have. The Bears will have a great defense. It'll go away a little bit. They'll build up a good defense again. I think we just were watching Pittsburgh kind of waste a really good defense. Yeah, um, I was going to say, like, Iron Curtain, but that was Pittsburgh back in the day. Yeah. Um, any other good nickname for defenses? Um, purple People Eaters. There you go. Ravens, yeah. nice. 
Nope. Yeah. Vikings. Vikings, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best teams to never won a Super Bowl is what I've heard. Um, yeah, I didn't really have anything else on this game. Well, you know, as far as, you know, betting, I think betting makes games a lot more exciting, right? Where most people probably have already turned the Chiefs-Steelers game off. It's 42-21 at the very end of the game. And everyone's like, why does Mike Tomlin call in a timeout with 11 seconds left trying to get Big Ben a touchdown? Like, I get it. That's cool. It'd be cool to see Ben go out with a touchdown. And I'm sitting there like, shit, no, I have the Chiefs minus 13. If the Steelers score here, they'll probably go for two, try and get Big Ben one more completion. If they score and go for two, they're going to push. This game's going to be a push at minus 13. And so I'm sitting there in the final 11 seconds of a 42-21 game sweating it out, hoping they don't score on that last play. Now, which they didn't. Firemuth gets killed in the middle of the field, like the four-yard line. But uh, one game left, unless you got anything else. Nope. All right, Cardinals and Rams, another another curb stopping. Um, another yeah. blowout. Rams just dominated this entire game. Should Cliff Kingsbury keep his job? Because if you're a Cardinal fan, you know if Kingsbury's there next year, you're going to get the same thing. You're probably going to get a hot start. You're either going to have injuries catch up to you or the league's going to catch up to whatever you're scheming up this, you know, this particular year. You're going to finish the year bad, and then if you are able to make playoffs, you're not going to be a threat. That's what's going to happen. I mean, I talked this one up too more, too, of, you know, Kyler being a younger player in the playoffs. Um, obviously, you know, the Rams have a great, you know, defensive line, linebackers, secondary um, that's not who you want your first playoff really game to be against second, second playoff game or first for Kyler. But I mean, the Rams are the four seed. I mean, do you want to, would you rather play one of the other teams? Would you rather play Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers in your first playoff game? Like once you get to the playoffs. No, no, I'm not saying I'd rather play them. The it's just, teams. it's a tough, yeah. It's just, you know, a tough matchup right now. Right. But that is you want to be the higher. You want to be a high, higher seed like they were when they were what seven and seven and zero or whatever in the beginning yeah, of the year. And then, and um, yeah, I don't I know. Glad. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this Arizona team. Just uh, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins could have made a difference, but honestly, Kyler Murray just looked like a like you know, a little, chicken with his head like cut off kid. out there. <laughs> No, I wasn't yeah. going to even say that. I was just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought Kyler, about it, but I was like, no, nah, let's just not say that. Kyler with and without D-Hop was a big deal, right? With DeAndre Hopkins, he basically had a touchdown rate around Josh Allen. Without DeAndre Hopkins, he basically had a touchdown rate around Teddy Bridgewater. Like, there was a big difference between him with and without D-Hop in this mm-hmm. offense. I don't think D-Hop would have made a difference in this game, which is easy to say after, you know, a 34-11 to 11 game. Mm-hmm. but I don't think he would have made a difference anyways, even at the start of this game. I mean, it was 21 nothing. Maybe it would have been 21-7. I don't know, but it wouldn't have mattered, I don't think, that much if they had a AJ, healthy DeAndre AJ Hopkins. Green is not that number one wide receiver no. by any old. means necessary. Yeah. And Christian, uh, Christian Kirk, Kirk is not that guy. No, I mean, he he's, you know, like, uh, you know, people are looking at DeAndre Hopkins and not paying attention to him. I think uh, Kirk's Rondell great, Moore, too. Yeah, yeah no. Rondo Moore. Did Rondo Moore play? I think I think so. Yeah, because did you see yeah, that play did. where like, oh, yeah, he had the he, second uh, most catches? He bobbled the ball and it went right into the uh, Rams secondary and he oh, like, yeah. stole it right back. So <laughs> yeah. that yeah. play was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> um, no, uh, 
I'm I'm happy for you know the moral of the story of this game is I'm happy for Matthew Stafford. Honestly, yeah. I think that you know people have been talking so much shit this whole week about him, and <laughs> you know for for good reasons. He, he you know he hasn't really been playing that good lately with interceptions. But I mean, the talent is still there. He still right. makes amazing throws. Yeah, um, it's threw... playoff. It's a different season. You you reset your mind. You reset all the stuff. Um, I mean. Yeah, I'm just happy for him. You know, Kyler Murray didn't look like Kyler Murray like he did in regular season. He just looked like he was, you know, shitting a brick the whole time. Yeah, nothing like it didn't look like Kingsbury had any answer for what the Rams were doing. Just keep running the same stuff, and it just never worked. Mm-hmm. Um, the I was a little disappointed that this one hit the under. I really thought this was going to be quite a shootout. But the Rams covering did hit a couple parlays for me, so that was pretty cool. So I was very excited about that. Didn't even have yeah. to sweat out my Monday night. It was pretty clear. It's like, all right, I'm going to win. I was 6-0 and against the spread this week. So, straight up picking against the spread, I was 6-0. and There you I, go. Yeah. I was 1-4-1 and on over-unders. 1-5 and if you count my slips because of, um, of the Bucks game. Yeah. Uh, most, most places had it at 46. I got it at 47. So, I technically went 1-5 and against, uh, <laughs> against the over-under. But 6-0 and against the spread. So luckily I didn't take too many slips with over unders. So I think I won I did win three parlays this week. Um I had a I had an all money line five leg parlay that hit. I took every game except for the Niners Cowboys. I left that one off, but the other five, I took the money line, got that one. I had a six leg uh that I won with four spreads and two money lines that I hit. Uh, for every game last week, and then a three-leg, which I was very proud of myself for getting myself to just bet a three-leg. All right, Pod. Uh, it's, it's hard not to <laughs> add, you know, <laughs> four before you know, it's, Every time I try and do a three-leg, it ends up being a five or six, but two money lines and one against spread. So won a little bit of money this week. That was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, it's actually a pretty good week of betting. Um, you have to kind of do a tripod this week, right? Because, I mean, Bill, Bills and Chiefs are, you know, one-point difference and – you know, uh, in favorites, but how do you I go about that? So I currently, I did three, three slips last night. Uh, Cause I always do an early line slip or an early line round of betting. And then I'll do one at the end of the week too. I have an eight leg. So one thing I like to do is a $1 bet and do eight to 10 legs on $1. So this is a dollar to win. Like I think straight up a hundred. So I take the Titans, Packers, Bucks, and Bills. Plus, I took the Titans and Packers unders and the Bucks and Bills overs. So, took the Saturday mm-hmm. unders, the Sunday overs. Uh, I did a four-line money line parlay this week, all chalk, because I'm taking the, the favorite. I'm taking the home team and all those. So, those two can't win simultaneously. One has the Bills, one has the Chiefs. And then I did a eight-leg teaser. Um, teaser has been one of my favorite things to do. I think I talked about that last week. Uh, but... I have the I took all the underdogs on the teaser, so they just have to cover. And the closest one is Bills plus eight and a half. Niners are plus thirteen. The other two are in between that. So as long as no one gets blown out this week, that'll cover. And then I took the over on everything, but I got to take six and a half points off of all the overs. So Bills, Chiefs are forty eight, Bengals and uh Titans are down to forty and a half, and the other two are in between there. So um I'm gonna tweet out my teaser uh today or tomorrow and uh so if anyone wants to join in on that you're more than welcome to 
uh, do with that what you will. So, who knows? Yeah. Let's hope that one hits. Let's get to this first game. We got yeah, Bengals yeah, kinda, and Titans. Kind of jumped the gun a little bit uh, with my slips. I was going to wait till after the preview to go over those. But uh, I did want to throw this out there. So, home teams in the divisional round. We talked about last week with the wild card round. The underdog has been really good the last three years against the spread. The home home team in the divisional round, 13-3 and three straight up. Um, and so pretty pretty chalk with my bets this week because of that. Yeah. Yeah. But so let's go Bengals-Titans. Uh, it's the first game Saturday, 3.30. Biggest thing to know t- here. Current, well, current line's minus three and a half. Biggest thing to know here. Mike Vrabel, when he has had a bye, he's been the Titans head coach for four years now. All four, or all four games come off a bye. He's four zero with an average margin of victory of twenty point five points. I think it is going to be the toughest for them um, for Russ to Russ over the Packers because one, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and two, right. um, I think they're going to be scheming a little bit different with maybe Derrick Henry now in practice and trying to push for him yeah. um, to get well, that start. Here's the big thing. I saw a positive report on his practicing today, so it looks like Henry's going to be playing. And just the boost that that's going to do for that locker room, if they have Derrick Henry back. Yeah, it's field. a boost, but, like, what what happens if he's not really ready and then you just practice that whole week I think, um, I think Derrick Henry. Ready. I think Derrick Henry can run three yards a clip and the rest of the team just going to pick up their play because he's on the field. Yeah, with the foot injury, though, you really never know. I mean, I played on a broken foot in soccer – no big deal and and Not no big brag. deal but and you know it was never healthy actually it, it felt yeah. terrible now they do a little bit more physical training for their comebacks i just kind of <laughs> didn't <laughs> um physical therapy i should say not training but same thing um but no, I think uh, I'm really excited about this game i should say that about a lot i'm not excited about the packers 49ers though um, but Bengals Titans, you not you don't really know what you're gonna get with this one. I think that yeah. I think um, yeah, this one's this is a really exciting matchup though. Again, it's oh yeah. Titans have kind of came on the scene the last couple of years, shocked shocked the nation. They shocked the world by going to the AFC championship game. Yeah. Uh two, three years ago, the first year that Tannehill took over as the starter in mm-hmm. midseason. And yeah, the Bengals up and coming was such a great young group of weapons right for joe i mean yeah. joe burrow is exciting by himself joe mixon uh did he he was what second third in the league this year i think he was second in rushing yards in the nfl this year he's already has a rushing title under his belt a couple years ago but then jamar chase and t higgins and tyler boyd like that's a young exciting team that looks like they have some more years to go yeah and the Bengals has been yeah. in every single game this year that they haven't well there's a couple games that got blown out but they can right. beat any team in this league. We know yeah, that. They can, they and just they can lose to come, any team as well. Play. Yeah, exactly. But also, yeah, the Titans also have a loss to the Jets and the Texans this year. They lost to the Texans the first time around. They beat them by three the second time around. Again, they lost to the Jets, although they were down a lot of guys. Still got the one seed. But I think one of the coolest things about this is the Bengals or Titans, one of them will be representing the AFC championship, will be represented in the AFC championship playing the Chiefs or Bills. And that's probably going to be a pretty big line from Vegas next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Derrick Henry only had like 200 less yards to mix in this year for rushing. Was it 200? I know he finished – he was still top 10 in rushing yards. It's a little over 200, but yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Carrie's well, out. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. And yeah. next, you know, since he's not the running type that the Titans were, but I yeah, mean, no, I they, they kind of are though. Like Zach Taylor really forces the run a little bit. That's why Mixon has the numbers that he does. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't think the run game is going to be, you know, defining this game unless, you know, Derrick Henry is hundred percent, which I don't think he is still, but I think that the, um, the Bengals run defense is going to have to step up no matter what anyways. Yeah, um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, it, it can go either way. Bengals looked so good. Um, not really. In their first playoff win, they didn't really look that good. But that's, that's just boosting your moment, you know, your positivity, your mindset. Um, getting another game under Joe Burrow's belt in the playoffs, it's just it, – it's going to be amazing for him in the next years to come, even if they lose this game, which – you know, this has been like, you know, Titans are supposed to be the worst number one seed in, you know, NFL history, but you still got to beat them. You still have to show up to play. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, overrunners 47 on this one. You think we're nice. hitting it or not? Um, I don't think we hit it. I think it's yeah. an under. I'm taking the under as well. And because of that, it will probably be a, you know, 38 31 game. Dude, you're supposed to go the other way when we're betting, man. Are we doing a bet against each other? Nah. Uh, I, 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 I embarrassed think... you too much last year. <laughs> we'll take the year off this year. I want 6 no against spread last week. You know, I, I kind of want to keep that going. So In let's Nashville. See, let's see how bad I can do this time. Titans are minus 3.5. I'm going to take the Titans minus 3.5. The Bengals – uh, right now they are two. They are down two defensive starters. Uh, one of them looks like they might be able to play. There's a D lineman, and a linebacker. Uh, I didn't write their names down, so I don't remember what their names are. Henriksen and uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, two two big pieces. So keep an eye on that. One of them looked like they had a chance to play. The other one did not. So if they're both out, definitely like the Titans with Henry in. Again, just with Henry in, I think that kind of boosts the team. Uh, you know, it's like uh, – it's like uh, – what is it, Brad Pitt with, in Troy? They're not the Trojans. What are they? The Greeks? It's like the Greeks when you have Achilles, right? When you know Achilles is fighting, they just fought better. Uh, if you say so, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this uh, three and a half, though, for the Titans. I don't think they – I think that if they win – I don't know. It, it would be on a field goal, which wouldn't be obviously three and a half. But yeah, so you, you think know. Bengals cover three and a half? Yeah, I do. Okay, I like it. I like it. And we're both on the under on that one of forty-seven. Mm-hmm. Niners Packers. Let's go to it. The Sunday the Saturday night seven fifteen on Fox. Have Buck and Aikman on that one uh, for like the sixth time this year. Mm-hmm. I believe this is the last seven uh, g- game after seven o'clock. Because Sunday is at two and five thirty, divisional games or the uh, conference championships are also two and five thirty, and of course Super Bowl is also five thirty. So the last seven o'clock start, it's going to be cold as shit. I will probably be there. You probably won't recognize me because I'll have too much on. Uh, the line moved. Packers opened up at five and a half. I saw them today at minus six. Mm-hmm. So is Garoppolo's is Garoppolo's thumb or shoulder worse than we thought? Yeah, I think that's going to be really a deciding factor in this game. I don't. I think Green Bay is actually going to blow them out. You think um, so? 
Yeah, I do. Maybe what are the, you said six, right? Yeah, Vegas. Um, Vegas seems to like the of all four games this weekend. Vegas seems to like the Packers at home more than anyone else at home. I just think I don't. I don't believe in Garoppolo. And this, but Garoppolo's you know, been playing really good. That's another name uh, Pittsburgh might be looking at is Jimmy G. Yeah, I, I actually think Jimmy G. In, in Pittsburgh is a really nice fit. Um, I did forget. I missed one stat. Uh, I forgot to say Bengals. I think I forgot to say this. Bengals are zero and seven all time franchise history road playoff games. I think Makes that sense. continues. Yeah, zero and eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so back to this one. Jimmy G. He's got the thumb injury. He's got the shoulder injury. Now he's got to play in the in some freaking cold weather, which is not going to make the thumb feel any better. I don't think Mm-mm. that thing's going to be hurting. Uh, Garoppolo has never thrown an NFL pass with the temperature below 40 degrees. Really? Yes. And that doesn't make sense whatsoever. <laughs> well, just think about it. Just they've made one playoff run where they were the home team. They got to be the home team. They were the one seed. He played in New England though for a while. Right. He did. But the only time he started for Brady was in September. Was it really just one month? Yeah, well, he only played two or three games, and he got hurt. And then Jacoby really? Brissett came in. Hmm. And then All he right. got traded to San Fran, where he's been basically his whole time. And then, yeah, they have played. They keep playing the Packers in San Francisco. A lot of northern teams have domes now. You're talking Packers, Bills, Patriots that play outside, but you got to go there late in the year. Fair so, enough. That's just an interesting stat. I'm not going to lie to you. I did yeah, not expect I, that one. <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting, too, because I everything I just said I was, was what I was – that was my thought process after I read that stat, trying to figure out how that wasn't – how that was real. Uh, but it is. So, but, yeah, Vegas likes the Packers a lot. Minus six, that scares me, but I still am going to take a minus six. Yeah, I think I, that – Yeah, I do have a rule – I don't bet Packers spreads. I will only do money line with them because I don't. I have enough stress during Packer games. I don't want to add them trying to cover as well. So I don't. I don't want to parlay dangling in the balance on you know six points. So I will only be betting the money line. But for this exercise, I will take the Packers minus six. Okay. Yeah. Implied Fair total game. twenty-six to twenty. The over/under is forty-seven and a half. Uh, this is. I'm also taking the under with this one as well. Probably going to regret it. I mean, Rodgers can light it up. Think about the last time these two teams played. Packers walk it off, 51-yard field goal by Mason Crosby. 51 or 53? I think it's 51. Packers got the ball back, no timeouts, 30 seconds left, two plays to Devontae. They get in field goal range. They win it. Kind of different teams at the time, especially with the Niners. Niners were still trying to use Trey Sermon. So the Elijah Mitchell didn't touch the ball that game, who's the starting running back now. Debo Samuel wasn't really being used in the backfield yet. And then on the Packers side, Packers are they're literally going to be as healthy this week as they've been the entire season. Bakhtiari will be back. They had Josh Neisman playing left tackle last time these two played because Elton Jenkins was already hurt. Um, and then we had Josh, the third string left tackle in there. We're going to have Bakhtiari back. Um, Dennis Kelly's playing out of his mind. Billy Turner might even be back on the offensive side. Zadarius could be back um, on the pass rush. He hasn't played since week one. Whitney Merciless. <laughs> Could actually be back three months after tearing his bicep. So we could be – we've been too deep in pass rush all think year. Because J.J. Watt? I know, right? But we've had two <laughs> real pass rushers all year, Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. We might have four this game. Douglas wasn't playing yet. Stokes made his first start that week. 
Stokes Douglas has been a great combo, and now Jair could be back. So this will be the deepest that our secondary's been, and that gives us some options to take away George Kittle. So it'll be interesting to see how the Packers. Can you don't see. take away George Kittle. He was their George leading Kittle receiver. George Kittle takes you away. <laughs> he was their leading receiver last game, but we also didn't have a, a size and physicality of Russell Douglas in our secondary the last time we played. So you know we've we've seen what happened against Baltimore when Darnell Savage covers the tight end it didn't go well. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, who they put on Kittle and then how they attack Debo with him. He's obviously going to get quite a few carries in the backfield. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Niners throw out some trick plays because the Packers have looked terrible against end-arounds, flea flickers, all that stuff. So I'd expect some of that. Another interesting thing about this. They get confused easily. (laughs) Yeah. Neither one of these teams is great in the secondary. So maybe it comes down to whose secondary makes the least amount of mistakes. And then we'll see what the refs do because the last time they played, I don't want to sound like a homer, but it was three blatant pass interference calls that went against the Packers. Part of the reason the Niners were able to stick in the game. One was an OPI on Adams. That you was know what? I changed my mind. I'm going 49ers. Bet them all the money in the world to win this game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You take the Niners plus six. Yeah. So you go think, from you go from the Packers blowing the Niners out to yeah. the Niners are going to win now. Are oh, they yeah. going to win or are they going to cover? Oh, yeah. Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you think about the over-under, 47.5? Yeah, I think uh, 49ers are going to score 47. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Devontae Adams has been awesome the last five times that they've played San Fran. He's had – 11, 12, 12, 16, and 18 targets in those games. And he's had a touchdown and or 130 yards in all of them. His low, He had a 7 for 43 and a touchdown. Everything else has been 132 or more. So if you see a Devontae Adams uh, prop bet for receiving yards, take the over on that one. Got it. All right. And if the Packers lose, uh, we may not podcast next week. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I will be very depressed. So. I'll tell you, Twitter somehow has gotten worse, like as far as like content of just, I get irritated easier. Like it's just more toxic is what I'm looking for. You need um, to take I, a break. I'll I know. Control I, the 401. I, for I a follow, bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm really deep into Packers Twitter right now. And everyone's just been, uh, just been so angry. <laughs> They've been South Pole Elves on there about this game. So everyone cheer up. The Packers are as healthy as they've been all year. And I think it would be kind of uh, poetic, right? If you beat the Niners, who knocked you out in 19, you beat the Bucks, who knocked you out in 20, to make your way to the Super Bowl. I think that'd be pretty poetic. I think we're going to get another uh, another uh, don't go for it on fourth down like last year and them ruin their whole season. Yeah. I mean, it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm joking. Everyone in the NFC, though, it's literally it's the Packers, and then it's the last three NFC representatives of the Super Bowl, Niners, Bucks, and Rams. So let's go to Rams at Bucks, two o'clock on Sunday. NBC's got it. Bucks are currently minus three. Rams beat the Bucks earlier this year. I think that handed them their first loss. Uh, that was pretty early in the season. Do the Rams have a chance? Yeah, they have a chance. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. I mean, they um, looked great last week, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a very tough task, tax, tax, task. Yep. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, what, what's going to be the deal breaker here? Uh, Matthew Stafford. That's it. 
Uh, it's going to be Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady. Um, is Leonard Fournette even – is he good to go? Is he not good to go? Who knows? Yeah, I don't um, – it sounded like he was going to be able to be ready for this week. Yeah. Didn't sound I mean, like he was going to miss if Cooper Cuff weeks, and Godwin were – I mean, if Godwin was healthy, I think this would have been like a matchup for the ages, honestly. Um, I have – I think I have the Rams sneaking this one out too, being yeah. the underdogs. Yeah, I mean, I you can't really bet against Tom Brady. I would never actually bet against him, um, but just for now, I think I have the Rams sneaking this one out. Um, yeah, I, I think just with everything going on right now with Tampa, um, Mike Evans, he is an elite player, but he's not what he used to be, um, and this might have to be you know a thirty thirty something game. Who knows, really? So Yeah, I mean, with Evans, you know, he's shown – he's great, but he's shown he can get shut down by elite cornerback. Jalen Ramsey really has no one else to stick to. There's no Godwin, no A.B. It's just Evans and Gronk. So, mm-hmm. I feel like Ramsey's going to see a lot of Mike Evans. Yeah, I, I really want to take the Rams plus three in this one. I think that's fun. That's a good upset for this week. I am going to stick with Brady minus three. You kind of make that decision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay opposite of you because we're so far we're opposite on everything mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna stay with bucks minus three although i do i don't mind taking the rams plus three at all in this one uh last time they did play it was a 34 24 game brady threw his most passes of the year 55 he was 41 of 55 for 432 yards so it was also i believe his most passing yards of the season but he only threw one touchdown didn't throw a pick um he got sacked three times if brady doesn't throw a pick i i kind of see the bucks winning this yeah, I Even mean, ball security, case, yeah, for sure. Turnover game, time, ball but... security, you know, if they've – that that's, could be the, the deal breaker in this game is a fumble or an interception. Yeah. Um, that can just turn everything around. Yeah, I mean, this just be a good game. Over-under is 48 and a half. I'm taking the over, so I'm sure, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. But I will take uh, – I will just stick with Brady, like you said. Did, did you know this? Tom Brady is older than every – other coach in the NFC playoffs still. Wow. Some youngins. Bruce Arians is like the third oldest coach in the NFL. I think only Belichick and Pete Carroll are older than him. Yeah. I think Belichick's older than him. So he's either second or third oldest. But in the NFC, everyone that's left, Brady's 44. Shanahan and LaFleur playing each other this week. They're both 42. Sean McVay's 35. He's a freaking baby. (laughs) Brady is nine years older than man, Sean McVay. He's got a beard. Sean McVay's been coaching the Rams <laughs> since what, 17? 2017? Sean McVay. <laughs> is this his uh, fifth year as the Rams head coach? Yeah. And he's only now 35? Dude. He's a genius. He's they a would prodigy. Have, they would have never hired him. They would have never hired him in St. Louis. Let's not talk about that. All right. Let's just keep away from that conversation. <laughs> I mean, but uh, I'm trying to find out if he's been there for five years. I think one of the things, too, like you were kind yeah. of saying, the turnover fumble, the that one turnover might, you know, change the game. The Rams are more likely to do that than I think, you know, Tom Brady is. Oh, but absolutely. Yeah, so it's just really, can the Rams play that perfect no turnover game? And with Matthew Stafford, I hope so. But you know, yeah, it's a it's a toss up, really. I, I, yeah. I'm 
I'm going to enjoy it. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it um, seemed like the Rams kind of limped into the playoffs there, right? Like they weren't mm-hmm. playing their best ball at the end of the season. They could have kept the Niners out of the playoffs. They gave up a 17-0 lead there and let them back in. And then maybe that Cardinal game kind of righted the ship for them. You know, maybe oh, that's yeah. what they needed. And we – like this – this one might be well, I don't know. This is there's a lot of good games on slate, but this one kind of looks like it could be an all timer here. Just mm-hmm. an absolute great slobber knocker. It's what we're all hoping for, right? Because yeah, yeah, last week I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun last week, but there were a lot of games that just weren't great, right? It was still fun to watch football. I mean, you know, here come end of March, we're gonna be sitting on our couch going, God, what I what I would give for a Thursday night Jags Jets game right now when there's no football. But this one could be just absolutely fantastic as I try and stay on point. But you know how I am. I yeah. Think, yeah. I'm all, I'm like a bumper car. Um, We're all reaching for that Rams Chiefs Monday night game. Or was it Sunday night? It was, I yeah. I think it was Monday night, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was Monday 50, night. Like what, 54, 41 or something yeah. like that? Yeah. We're all reaching for that. It just hasn't came, come yet. And this might be it. Uh, yeah. Come. But they both still have good defenses. <laughs> so. They do. Or at least they have good playmakers. I mean, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl that year. So did they? Yeah, was that two? No, that was the that was the year the Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. Chiefs lost to the Patriots in the AFC championship game. That was so long ago. Yeah. The next year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Okay. I'm almost positive. Anywho. Let's go to the last one. Bills at Chiefs. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Stefan Diggs. Tyreek Hill, Andy Reid, Sean McDermott, Travis Kelsey, Dawson Knox. You're missing the best two players, Singletary and Williams. Yeah. Or Jarek <laughs> McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon was the difference maker. It's yeah. Like every year, whoever the Chiefs' backup running back is, or a third string, is going to be the guy in the playoffs. I just wish Darwin Thompson was still there. I'm still rooting for him to make it someday. Okay. <laughs> He's like a smaller Darren Sproles. I see this as in the next five years, comparison to Pittsburgh and Washington hockey rivalry. Okay, I was just like where Pitt or where the Chiefs right now are Pittsburgh. I'm thinking Steelers and Washington. No, where I think the Chiefs have been the Pittsburgh Penguins, but if the Bills win, they're they're winning it all. Pretty like, much is what I'm saying here. There's a good chance Bills, Chiefs, Allen Mahomes is almost every single year in the postseason. We're just going to see these two play each other. Like this yes. could be the new yes. Peyton Brady. It could be. Yeah. It very well could be. I, I'm super excited for this rivalry. Pretty much kind of the same thing. Like, I mean, Buffalo's probably a little bit colder, maybe worse weather, but yeah. I mean, there I ain't mean, no just, sunshine and rainbows in Kansas City either. It's just think cold about. As hell. I just want to bring it up again because it's just so exciting. But just think about the quarterbacks in the AFC and the potential playoff matchups we could be seeing for the next decade. Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, you know, if they can right the ship there. Joe Burrow, who we might, we're, we could potentially see Burrow against one of Allen and Mahomes. Even Lamar Jackson, who's a, an MVP. We should have some all-time great quarterback matchups on the AFC side in the playoffs for, for years to come. Whereas the NFC – a lot of those guys are getting older, right? Rodgers, mm-hmm. Brady. Yeah. Uh, you know, Breeze just went out. Um, Stafford's even getting up there. So, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting for a long time. This line's already moved. Chiefs opened at two and a half. Now they're minus one and a half. 
So, I mean, this could end it, up being it's a pick em. Yeah, it's going to be a pick yeah. by the end of it. So, you can already see, you know, it seems like a lot of people, the general public, likes the Bills to upset, so they move the line down again. Over-unders, 54 and a half. I'm torn. Like, I'm betting both of them. I, As I told you earlier, I have one of each of them in a different parlays. I think my official pick, I'm going to take the Bills plus one and a half. I'm going to take – this is my only mm-hmm. upset. Mm-hmm. You know I'm not a fan of the Chiefs either. Like, everyone just like, why are you a fan? Why are you a fan? They're Missouri's team. I don't care if they're Missouri's team. I'm not a fan of them. All right? But yeah, – Why can't you just be a fan of them? I don't – I don't like – I just don't like – I don't know why. Like, people are going to – I just gonna, don't. People are really going to start hating the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes because of how good they're going to be every year. Like, they've already – they're already kind of getting to that point to where yeah. it's – you know, people really hated the Patriots even in the mid, mid and late 2000s already at that point because of they just – every year it's just like Patriots versus who in the Super Bowl. How great is Tom Brady? Now just imagine if Tom Brady had a really annoying brother. Like that's he how it, could, that's how, <laughs> like, <laughs> people are already hating the Chiefs because of their success. Like I, the Chiefs are still so fun to watch. I'll always root for Andy Reid. They um, are fun to watch. And that does not, you know, <laughs> my favorite player on the Chiefs is Butker, but I still do enjoy them. I still enjoy watching them. Yeah. You know, not as much as not much this year as last year. Um, like you said, they. I mean, their offense last year was. There was no red zone. It was either as soon you know, as they touched the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're going to score. This year is more conservative. It's more down to earth. Um, still a very lethal offense. Not that good of a defense. You got what? Uh, Spagnola, right? Is he the defense yeah. coordinator? Yes. Yeah, Old Rams Spagnuolo. coach, right? Yeah. Um, Super Bowl winning D coordinator with the Giants, and then took the Rams yeah, head coaching yeah. job and continued the trend of sucking Rams. <laughs> yeah did he take over for uh martin i can't after I martin remember. i don't remember who he took over for after martin a whole bunch not martin yeah thinking of mike martz martz you're right yeah, no, sorry no, dude no. he didn't take over after mike martz uh let me see if i can find who <laughs> he took over for i don't remember who it was let's see if i can find here we go Martz, and then there was who was this? There's a last name Vitt. Joe Vitt was the interim the year Martz got fired. Scott Linehan takes over. Oh yeah, he was the head coach for the final time they went to the playoffs. Uh, he got fired in it's his the third season. Jim Hazlitt took over as the interim, and then Spagnola got hired in to take over for the interim. Um, Jim Hazlitt. So Spagnola was there 09 through 2011, and, mm, and then Mike Fisher. And then my Jeff, then Jeff Fisher. Jeff, Jesus, you almost made me say Mike Fisher. <laughs> Mike Fisher, I think, is an NHL player. No, yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> is, is was isn't he married to Carrie? Nah, yeah, he's not in the league anymore. All right. Do anyway. you know how long Mark Bolger was St. Louis Ram? Four years, probably right after Warner, wasn't he? Eight. Yeah, that that didn't happen. That that's a race from my memory for a good reason. <laughs> like he. He had more years as the Rams starting quarterback than Warner and Bradford combined. Bradford had oh, Bradford. four. I know Bradford had four. Warner was only the starter for three years. Yeah. I mean, he went to uh, Arizona. Did he get right benched after in 2002? No, he went, to the, he went to the Giants. Two. He went to the Giants? 
Yeah, he went to the Giants first, got benched for Eli, and then like Eli takes over for him. Then he goes to Arizona where Leinert beats him out for the job, and then he takes over for Leinert, and then the rest is history. Mm. Fair enough. But yeah, he was really three years for one. Let's get back into the playoff picture. Yeah, there. you got to yeah. really, you got to really keep me on track. Yeah. Uh, God knows what we could end up talking about next. All right, you know, what, I'll, I'll, I'll end up talking here. about the 2004 World Series if you don't oh, yeah. keep me on track. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, barn burner. What the hell are we talking right about? Now. Yeah, 54 and a half. We're talking about Spagnola <laughs> down the ranks. Yeah, before <laughs> you know, he's doing we're a terrible to, job yeah, for defense. We're talking about Liner starting over Kurt Warner. <laughs> um, you could give me 59 as the overrunner on this one. I'm still taking the over. Yeah. Um, That's just where it's at for me. All right. I, I like it. I don't mind it whatsoever. The only problem is that the Chiefs defense have been playing a lot better at the end of the year. The Bills defense is one of the best in the NFL. There is a chance that – if we have, if you have two quarters without offense, where it's a defensive game for even two of the quarters, first and third quarter, whatever, it's going to be tough for this over to hit. Yeah, you got to get consistent scoring. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, field goal or touchdown almost every time. So. Yeah. So yeah, last week again, I was six and zero against the spread. I was one and five against the over under. So I'm officially taking Tennessee minus three and a half, Packers minus six, the Bucks minus three, the. Bills plus one and a half. I'll take the Saturday unders and the Sunday overs. That's what I got. Sunday scaries. You should do reverse that. <laughs> There's no way Rams, Bucks, Bills, Chiefs am I taking unders. Like even if they hit, I will not regret taking overs on these games at all. Yeah, yeah. Good, good weekend of playoff football though for sure. Absolutely Way fantastic. Better. Couldn't have, couldn't have uh, drawn it up any better, honestly. Mm, yeah <laughs> at least Maybe. on the at least the sunday games you couldn't have drawn up any better definitely not the afc but maybe the nfc Packers maybe who yeah, uh, no packers and bucks that's next week but that's hopefully. yeah no i'm just saying <laughs> for this week right now i do want to play the bucks again <laughs> like, bring the bucks back to lambo i hope it's cold as shit it probably will be yeah we had our first snow in uh, good old St. Louis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last week. We so. still have snow on the ground from like six weeks ago. Yeah, I pretty much went away that day. And then, but now it's going to be freezing cold again. Yeah. So that's awesome. Like freezing cold, high of six. So. Yeah, it sounds like a Tuesday here. Club going up on a Tuesday, man. <laughs> uh, uh, you got anything else, my man? Oh, man. I want to talk. Uh, I started a show. Yeah, I think it's called Lock and Key. Okay, yeah, that's the. Uh, um, isn't that based off a book or something? I have no idea. Okay, I, there's plumbers over at my house today, and I just put that on. <laughs> Jake Plumber. No. Um, Start going down a, <laughs> a wormhole of early two thousand. How many? How many plumbers are there? Or no, it's no wait. What was those? Uh, the Duke players plum lees yeah. <laughs> yeah you're either a no. plumber or a plum lee yeah yeah so yeah i started watching that and other than that man been a boring ass week the boring uh last week the lord of the ring the amazon lord of the ring show trailer got released today is that anime no or is it live action it's live action okay um it's called 
oh, what was it? It's called The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, which tells, like, it just doesn't sound like a show that's going to be as epic as what it's, like, the name of it just doesn't give off an epic thing. Like, I don't, I don't know. I might be wrong, but, but just the fact that it's called The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, it's almost just too long of a title to be, like, like Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yeah, I agree with you, actually. But Sopranos. Have you seen, like, the commercials for that stupid, like, fitness ring that you can wear now that, like, no. tracks everything instead of, like, wearing a fitness watch? It's a fitness ring. Does it – will it save you in the woods when you will inevitably fall and break a hip in the woods? I mean, it might. I don't Apple know. Watch commercial? Because, like, like, the Apple Watch commercial has me – I'm pretty sure. The Apple Watch commercial has me scared to go, like, on my own anywhere now. Do you have an Apple Watch? No, that's why I'm scared. <laughs> I have a regular that's watch. That's like the newest version, too, which the newest, it only newest tells version time. is going to... Fair enough. The watch on my uh, wrist can do what my phone does. Oh, that reminds me. I saw this tweet. Robert Griffin III. It says, your phone has already replaced your calendar, alarm clock, and camera. Don't let it replace your family. <laughs> like, it's such a leap. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it, it's already we actually like have, I have a calendar small, still. <laughs> I just like it's like it, the phone has already replaced these small everyday items you you use that Poor, aren't real people. Yeah. Don't Poor. let it replace your actual entire family. family. It sounds like a Rick and Morty episode where your phone just becomes like your family. Yeah, I mean the Joaquin Phoenix, her, it could be a person. Oh yeah, yeah. Have, so. Did you ever watch that movie? No. I stay away from really depressing stuff like that. (laughs) I didn't even like the Joker because it was just way too dark and weird to see. So I loved it. And I was like, this is the perfect Joker prequel movie for what it is. Watching in theaters, I thought it was perfect. I tried to rewatch it on HBO Max not that long ago. Yeah. Too depressing to like actually watch. Like it's like, it's not a rewatchable movie to me because of like how depressing it is. Somehow I've watched seven pounds multiple times, which is like one of the saddest movies of all time. I don't know why I did that. To I didn't myself. think it was that sad, but you didn't think seven pounds my... was that sad. No, like, when I, I think, think was... of sad movies, I think of that movie, seven pounds with, Will I think of uh, the guardian, and the jellyfish, the guardian. Have a really... I just turn off the guardian before <laughs> it gets the final scene there. <laughs> it's like the perfect storm, the perfect uh... storm. If you just turn it off, before like before the shipwrecks it's a good movie i like it it's rewatchable i think there was a friend's episode about that where like phoebe never finished like a like those movies like old yeller and whatnot yeah i've never seen old yeller so but i know what happens i do know what happens you're right so yeah. all right man I, happily ever yeah. after. <laughs> I think that's it man a good combo we can maybe uh well if the packers win we'll have a good episode next week and maybe talk yeah. a little bit more because less games to talk about. So I know we'll have, to, I don't know what else we're going to talk about. You only have two games next week. Yeah. And so predictions, Packers, Bucks and Titans bills, I guess is what I've predicted. Who's like, I guess like Titan. I wonder what the Titans are to win the Super Bowl. Because they're probably the best yeah. odds right now, like they're realistically, kind of, right? They're kind of the forgotten team, right? Because it's like yeah. Joe Burrow, the way he finished the season, everyone's just talking about how amazing he is. Niners are red hot. Packers have gotten healthy. Bills, Chiefs, obviously getting a lot of attention. Titans, like, they're probably the least talked about team remaining in the playoffs. If I go to Illinois this weekend, I might throw a couple bucks on the Titans win Super Bowl. Just yeah. a couple, not a lot. Yeah, I should have probably done idea. that like – 
early, early on in the season. I thought like about my throwing, bachelor party, but yeah, I thought about I throwing I some money at the Packers to win the Super Bowl because they're, I mean, obviously they have the best odds of Vegas. They're like plus 350, I think was the last time I saw. Yeah. But it's just, I'm not going to bet enough to really make that worthwhile to me. Hmm. Okay. Hey, the second Three Ninjas is on uh, HBO Max right now. So, yeah. yeah, I might watch that later. I think I might play a little Madden. I don't know why. I've just been in a no. Madden mood. I got Mario Golf. And, oh. like, so, like, the actual, like, uh, like, the swing thing is almost impossible. But if you just play, like, a normal game, it's fun. But, yeah, the motion yeah. swing. Yeah, it's 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 legit impossible. You have to like do like twenty practice swings just to get it like close to where you want it to be, and it's still not it. <laughs> so, yeah. Other than that, man. Yeah. Well, let's get out of here. Good episode. Let's hope the Packers win. Otherwise, next week's gonna really suck. All right. Fair enough. All right. We're See out. It. Deep in the rango, got the crib one falls in the mango. I bought my mama 